Essential NLP. Practical skills for a great life. Hi guys and a very warm welcome from me, Phil Parker. Uh, this episode number 92 of Essential Skills of NLP. Uh, it's 2017, January, and um, I haven't been as rigorous and frequent with my podcasts of late. Um, I've just got so much on. And the other thing is, we've already covered so much of the fundamentals and the essentials of NLP. I'm sure there's more we could cover, but uh, I would really appreciate some help from you guys on telling me what else you'd like to know. Uh, well, luckily, Dave sent me an email. Uh, hi, Dave. Uh, requesting a very specific topic on this podcast. And I think that's where we'll be going from now on. A lot of the basic skills have been covered on these podcasts. If you have questions, send them in and then we can answer them on these podcasts. It's probably the most useful way of taking this forward. Just before we move on to Dave's fabulous question... I'd also like to really let you know about something exciting happening this year, which is the ANLP Conference, the Association of NLP's International Conference. It's going to be held in Heathrow at a lovely hotel on the 28th to the 30th of April. And um, I am talking there as well as some extraordinary luminary people in uh, in the world of NLP. So if you're interested in NLP, you like these podcasts, then please do come and see me. But also there's amazing people you could learn stuff from. So check that out. Uh, if you want to know more details about that, then either go to the ANLP website or philparker.org and you'll find more details there. And now back to the podcast and Dave's question. So the question Dave had was he said, I'm just starting uh, further education and I know about states, but I also know that I get into the wrong state around learning and education. And this is going to make life much more difficult. Now, that's a really uh, brilliant and wise question because the key to most things in life, as we know, is states. But it's very, very clear when it comes to education that if you're in the wrong state, then life is going to be so much diff more difficult. Um, a classic example of this, of course, is dyslexia. If we work with dyslexia, which we do quite often with kids and adults, um, that one of the biggest problems is people have learnt that they're no good at this. Uh, yeah, early on in their schooling, very often they'll come across some obstacle like trying to spell and find they can't. And the more they try, the more stressed they get and the less able they become. Whilst everybody else seems to be continuing to do brilliantly, they find themselves falling further and further behind. They get marked out. They get taken to special classes or remedial spelling. And more and more, they start to see themselves as different. And one of the intriguing things, and I was talking about this on my NLP course uh, this last week, is... If you are someone with dyslexia, let's say, who has a, a difficulty in distinguishing B's and D's, then when you show them a B or a D, they're not clear which one it is. They're not absolutely certain. However, if you show them a shape made of Lego that's shaped a bit like a B or a D, and you say in a moment, I'm just going to rotate it, close your eyes, and tell me whether it's, the, it's pointing in the same direction or if I've changed it so that the, you know, the sticky out bit is facing to the left or to the right, they're quite clear that it's changed or it's the same when they reopen their eyes. They're like, well, I'm not stupid. I can tell the difference between which direction the sticky outbit, sticky outbit is sticking. And yet, although they have a great ability to have spatial awareness, when you ask them to do exactly the same task around letters, B's and D's, they can't do it. 
And that tells us there's nothing wrong with the way they process information, but there is something going on with how they process information when the context is this is writing or this is spelling. And clearly what's happening here is a different part of their veins being switched on, a part that gets confused, that gets scared, that thinks it's going to get it wrong, which isn't the bit that they need. The bit they need is the bit that knows about spatial orientation. So when I work with people with um, stuff like transposition of letters, where they see them backwards and can't distinguish them, this is exactly what you do. You recognize that they have a whole range of skills that they just aren't applying, or states they're not applying when it comes to the context of learning. So states really 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 important so then if we want to learn we've got to be managing our states and the first thing to do in management of states is to recognize when you're not in a great state how do we spot that well we've talked about this on other podcasts but it's worth reminding ourselves lack of sense of humor uh, is number one thing if you're not finding something funny or amusing or you've not got a lightness to it then you're probably in the wrong state the second state that's uh, usually not very helpful is a belief that you can't a sense of impossibility a sense of difficulty a sense of swimming through treacle or climbing through mud the hopelessness of it also a belief or a state that other people could do this but this is beyond you so not that the task itself is impossible but a sense that you can't do it so these are core states. If you're in any of those states, including anxious, feeling fluttery inside, feeling nervous, stressed, despondent, hopeless, any of those states, clearly not great states. Another good quality state to be in to disrupt education or learning is being angry. If you're frustrated or pissed off, then that will put you in the wrong state because then you'll just rail against how unfair it is rather than getting yourself in the best state and we've probably all done this at certain points certain um, classes the other thing that's interesting about states you probably remember from school is sometimes in one year you could be great at one subject and then you change the teacher you didn't get on with the teacher and suddenly you became rubbish at that subject so what's the difference well the chances are it's a state issue somehow that teacher is not encouraging the right state in you so what is the right state well as usual is the opposite to the wrong states sounds pretty obvious but if anxiety interrupts our ability to learn and we do learn things in stressful situations but not in a particularly uh, growing way so we learn uh, this means that when people look at us that that way we feel stressed uh, there's some work by Barbara Fredrickson where she talks about the broaden and build theory that when we get into stress it kind of closes down our brain and we do learn stuff but it's kind of very limited when we are flourishing and enjoying life we learn things but it connects up other parts of our brain allows us to have a broader version of the world so not being anxious is a good state to be in and, and that should be more clearly defined as being calm being happy, being centered. Easiest way to do this is to remember something that we feel that way about. Now, interestingly, we pretty much are always learning. You know, quite often with kids, they go, I can't learn. And yet you watch them playing video games all day long and they're learning. They're learning where the baddies come from, how to beat the boss, you know, how to avoid the traps, where to find the best Pokemons. We're always learning. We're always learning something. 
uh, it engages it intrigues us that's why people watch new movies they want to see something they don't know what happens at the end because they want to understand it and they want to pick through it that's why people do jigsaw puzzles why people do crossword puzzles uh, why people play Candy Crush Saga and all that kind of stuff we're learning we're trying to understand things trying to make sense of it so it's something we do all the time so instead of thinking about learning as happening in schooling think about where does learning happen for you uh, it could be watching uh, sports, could be riding a motorbike, could be anything. We're always learning. So where for you do you have a sense of inquiry, a sense of, oh, didn't know that was going to happen, but that's interesting. Because what we're doing now is we're getting ourselves into the state of adventure, curiosity and intrigue. If you do something you quite like and something goes wrong, doesn't turn out the way you want it to so let's say an example of this is a mobile phone i love mobile phones i get a new mobile phone really excited about it and i can't i can't connect to the wi-fi or i can't make it do this but i don't throw the phone to one side i'm like oh i wonder what how make this happen i google it i find out i talk to people i'm excited about mastering this new phone this new technology so for you what is it where if an obstacle comes up you don't see it as an obstacle you see it as an opportunity to kind of dance with it and find out what's going on by taking yourself back right now to that time that time when for you you notice yourself engaging in a playful and interested way with something new that is your state of learning if you bring that consistently to those places where you most need to be learning so in dave's case further education if you really bring that quality, that state, to those environments, it would just be so much easier. So the easiest thing to do to connect those two things is to deeply spend a few moments really getting in touch with what it feels like to be in that intrigued, curious learning place. You may not have thought of it as learning before, but all those examples I'm talking about are learning. That place of curiosity and intrigue. Feel what it feels like. Notice what you sense, what you see, what you hear, what it feels like. The more and more you engage in that sensation in your body, the more you connect neurologically with that. And then the easiest thing to do is to imagine that feeling as coming out of a hosepipe. And if that hosepipe had a color, what color would that be? And spray that hosepipe and that color into your further education, into those classes, into those textbooks, so that every time you come in touch with those experiences in real life of those learning environments you notice they're already tinged with this feeling they've already got this sense this quality of intrigue and curiosity and the more you practice that the more those connections will be solid so that when you actually get to that environment where you need to be in that state it will just be there for you so practice in advance take yourself into these feelings allow these feelings to just flow through every cell in your body and then pour them into the environment that you need to and by doing that, you'll find that you're much more in the right state. And then we get into self-fulfilling prophecies, which is if you find yourself in an educational situation and you find yourself being good, being good at it in a good state, engaged, curious, becomes simpler. And then you start to think, oh, I'm good at this. And then everything starts to fall into place. Many of us have had this. When I was a teenager, I was an okay student. I was a, a much better student when I was eight, and then I kind of lost it for about 10 years. And then when I went to osteopathic college, I was getting A's all over the place. And people started to believe that I was amazing at these subjects. And I started to believe it, and I became better and better and better at them. But just a few years before, I was, you know, on my knees with, uh, with A-levels and not doing very well. So... 
our belief, other people's belief, our experience lead us very much to expect the state we're going to be in. So we can use that to our ability by making sure that we get ourselves into the right state before we even go into these environments. So I hope, Dave, that's useful. Just send us a, a message, drop a note on iTunes. Reviews on iTunes are really excellent for helping other people to find out about this stuff. So please share the news uh, and let me know, really let me know what you'd like me to cover. Just makes uh, these podcasts so much easier to do if I know people out there listening to it and are getting some value from it. So please give us feedback and we'll keep on doing it. See you later, guys. Bye. If you like these podcast series, then I think you'd really love finding out more about how we can work together. Best things you can do, get hold of the other podcasts on iTunes or get some of my extraordinary books, which as I say, if you like these podcasts, they're very, very similar, life-changing, fascinating ways of looking at the world. And the ultimate thing you could do, hey, come and train with me. I'd love to meet you in person. Let us know, drop us an email, phil at philparker.org or go to the website, philparker.org. Sign up for the newsletters. There you'll get instant access to some of my latest audio downloads. And those downloads contain the latest research, techniques and tools to change your life and improve your health. So just register to get those right now. And I look forward to hanging out with you in person in the very near future. You take care now. Essential NLP. Skills for a great life.